Rush punting for the fifth time today. And that one's blocked! The Colts got it! Scooped up by Stewart! Touchdown! The Colts with a special team score! And around and a reverse. Here comes Jamison Williams. Explodes to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit. Superman dive for number nine. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. Saul, 64, December the 4th. Hey, what was that white stuff on the ground this morning? Didn't know what it was driving into work. And uh, that one little intersection on the way to the Stingray Studios here at Sports 1440. A little bit of ice. It was like, what's going on? He kind of forgot about it. Pretty spoiled we've been uh, for the weather. And it's going to be nice again today and tomorrow. Plus six for today, I think, a high. And even plus nine for tomorrow. That's just insane for this time of the year. But... You better believe we'll be taking it for sure. The Oilers with a, a few days off after a win in Winnipeg. So Friday off, Saturday off, back to practice yesterday. The Oilers will take on the Carolina Hurricanes on Wednesday. And Carolina, by the way, is in Winnipeg tonight. So uh, we'll talk about that game a little bit later uh, in the program for sure to set that up and kind of see exactly where Carolina is coming in and where the Oilers are after a little bit of a layoff. Should be well rested. Connor McDavid. Headed out east to go in the uh, Walk of Fame. Kind of surprised a lot about the traffic that this has been getting, that Connor made it onto the Walk of Fame. A guy like Sidney Crosby isn't. But, like, if someone phones you and says, or your representative, because this goes back a ways, this just didn't happen in the last couple of weeks, uh, we want to put you on the Canada Walk of Fame. And you go, okay, fine. It's not like you go, well, I don't know, I don't know. You're going on the Walk of Fame. So I'm sure a guy like Sidney Crosby will get there someday. I'm sure some other people that are maybe not on it that might deserve to be on it will be on it someday. But when you go on the Walk of Fame with a great rock band like Trooper the same year, you got to be fired up. Avril Lavigne was also in there. Rick Mercer. I mean, hey, you just take it the way it comes. So the NFL Sunday night game... Was that that was just bizarro world? It almost felt, it almost felt like an episode of The Sopranos. At the end, you had the big security dude Dom DeSandro. He gets tossed. Drake Greenlaw gets tossed. Linebacker for San Fran. Now there will be repercussions. There will be discipline on this today. It'll be coming down probably in the afternoon or maybe the morning. I mean, the NFL has to rule on this and say, I mean, you can't do this. I mean, you just, you can't have a security guy goading a member of the opposition team. He gets tossed for really a little brush to the face. Hey, uh, what's Duke? Let's welcome into the Duke of Delburn because I don't really know what the name of this is. What do you do when you you take your your two fingers to a little kid and squeeze his nose and pull it back and then wiggle your thumb in between? Is there a name for that? I think it's just like the got your nose game. Got your nose game. Yeah. I wish that that's what Dre Greenlaw would have done to DeSandro. 
just kind of went in there and grabbed his nose a little bit because he just kind of flicked it a little bit. I thought that would have been really cool and got your nose, got your nose. But the refing in the game was atrocious. Patrick Mahomes at the end of it on that run gets leveled. That's a penalty for roughing the passer, unnecessary roughness, whatever. The pass interference penalty later in the game, that should have been a penalty uh, on Green Bay. I mean, it was it was a poorly officiated game, but honestly, wasn't that almost like an episode of The Sopranos? You got you got Nick Sirianni, so you got the almost like the the Philadelphia mafia on the sidelines. You got the big big security guy Dom DeSandro, and he's kind of marching around, puffy chest. After Greenlaw got tossed, you could see the guys behind him. You could see the guys behind DeSandro chuckling and laughing, and they're going. Our guy just got one of their top linebackers tossed. Our guy got one of their guys out of the game. Didn't matter. I mean, San Fran, that was the big uh, the, the big big story with San Fran blowing them out. But uh, last night's game was poorly officiated, KC and Green Bay. Uh, the San Fran-Philly game, Niners just blew them out of the water. Blew them out. It was good to see. Uh, text one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Give us a shout. Give us a call. Whatever you want to do. I think we're gonna do a a little punk call. Not a, it's not a punk call. Just a a quick call to uh, Terra Pines Duke in about two hours. We're gonna see if Terra Pines Golf Course is open on a day like today and tomorrow. Plus six, plus nine, taking tea times north of Edmonton. Hard to believe. So last night's game, KC and Green Bay, Packers win it 27-19. It was, I mean, they, they had a solid performance. Patrick Mahomes looked a little bit off, maybe, if you want to call it that, but a really solid game, a solid game plan by the Packers who seem to be back in the playoff picture, not just with the record, but the way they are playing. Packers looked good last night. Stair Farmer with his uh, daily roll call. Good morning, gentlemen. Have a great start to the week. Well, you too, Stair Farmer. Looking forward to talking to you as the week progresses. Uh, again, Oilers in action against Carolina on Wednesday. Last night in the NHL, a couple of big games. And, you know, the LA Kings, can you... I still have them ranked number one in the power rankings out west. I mean, you can look at what's going on out east with the Rangers and the Bruins. But out west, even though the Kings are behind Vegas, I still have L.A. ranked ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights. L.A. beats Colorado by a score of 4-1 to one to improve to 14-4-3. and three. Now, the Kings are behind in the standings a few points. They are, just the way it is. But they have, I think, so Vegas plays tonight. After tonight's game, the Kings will have five games in hand. Five, that's a lot of games in hand at this point of the season to have five games in hand on the Vegas Golden Knights. But that's just the reality of how the schedule breaks down and how things are. Colorado didn't look, I mean, there was a close game last night. Let's be honest, it was a close game, 4-1. But, you know, Colorado still leads the Central Division just ahead of Dallas, but the, the Stars have a couple of games in hand as well. But when you look at Vegas, they'll be playing their 26th game tonight. L.A. just 21. See what Vegas does, but L.A. five points back of Vegas, just two points back of uh, Vancouver in the Pacific Division with four games in hand on the Canucks. 
Not sure if anyone had a chance to watch the uh, Canucks and Flames game on Saturday night. It was the second game on Hockey Night in Canada, doubleheader, but it was a good game. Uh, Nikita Zadorov made his uh, debut, and that was pretty weird. I uh, actually was watching him on After Hours with Scott Oak, and uh, Greg Millen was on. They had uh, Zadorov was kind of saying his goodbyes to the Flames, and he was hanging around. It was sort of awkward, to be honest with you, because Michael Backlund was on, and... You, you could see everyone kind of going and shaking hands and, you know, giving them a hug. And it was almost like the, it was just off to the side of the camera. It just was, it, it felt awkward. Then I'm sure the bus is leaving for the airport for Vancouver. Zadorov's got to go, hey, man, let's, let's we got to get going. But he wanted to say goodbye to Backlund. So he comes on air, gives him a quick little hug. But Backlund's not happy. They just lost. It was just awkward, felt awkward. Edmonton Oil Kings lost yesterday afternoon 5-1 to the Moose Jaw Warriors, but Friday night was the teddy bear toss. They had over, well, it was 17,700. I mean, what a crowd. Amazing. Great support from the community. Uh, Duke, was there ever a number on the amount of bears? I know when we had uh, Kevin, uh, uh, the rap man, in on Thursday, he said around 14,000 they were expecting. I would imagine they would have been around the 15,000 mark. I, I would have think so. And yeah, yeah, that's the number that I recall hearing as well because of the expected attendance. And then like Kevin said, not, you know, they'll bring maybe one bear per family or things yeah. like that. So it's not exactly like per person they're expecting a bear per se. So that number sounds correct, what you just uh, rattle off. And it was nice to see across the WHL, almost every team had their uh, their teddy bear toss uh, mm-hmm. games this weekend. Uh, back in my neck of the woods, the Red Deer Rebels. Um, also hosting the Everett Silvertips uh, as they make their swing through Alberta. Um, Captain Kai Uchaz scoring the goal to get the Bears ran down the century. So it's such a great initiative. And yeah. I know um, when we talked with Kevin last week, you know, there was there was teams doing it before the Oil Kings. But I think with them in the market they're in and the size of crowds they can bring on mm-hmm. promotional nights like these, it's great to see, A, that many people come out to support it and then that many Bears actually get thrown on the ice. So it's a, it's a feel-good story all around mm-hmm. the league and obviously going towards a great cause. You know, and again, just to see the video, the video is the best part. When you see the amount of bears that rain down and of course, not them all, like when you throw them from, you know, the upper level or wherever, even some of them from the, you know, the, the lower level to the backside, high up and you're not getting a, you, you can't, you don't have enough uh, gun strength to, to fire one of those bears over the glass. So the prime seats are like probably 10 rows to the glass because you just get peppered with bears. The bears are coming. They're falling everywhere. And what you do is then because you've taken a few bears to the game, you're throwing them on the ice. You also get to throw probably another, I don't know, maybe a dozen. So pretty cool. And uh, congrats to the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings for the initiative. They beat Everett that night. Uh, Tough loss yesterday to uh, Moose Jaw 5-1. Wanted to mention, how about the Pandas hockey team? Six in a row, Shutsky's Six shutouts in a row. Pretty that, impressive. That ties their own record that they've uh, accomplished twice. They've done it twice before, six consecutive shutouts. Now they have the break, so they would, I guess, try to I guess, break the record after Christmas. But, man, that is very impressive when you haven't allowed a goal for six straight games. Another jam-packed show. Uh, Laureate Munzer, of course, will guest with us from 8 o'clock till 10 a.m. Uh, Laureate, of course, the former Olympic gold medalist in cycling. 
she always says, "Don't why why does everyone call it a former? I'm not a I'm still an Olympic medalist, not a former." So the Olympic medalist Lorianne Munzer will uh, be our co-host from eight to ten on Mondays, as she always is. Looking forward to talking to Levi Weaver from the Athletic. Now, baseball winter meetings are underway. So much talk. We haven't had a story like this regarding Shohei Otani. I don't even remember when coming out of baseball winter meetings. This is one of the biggest free agent signings that the league will ever see. Probably the biggest. But who knows, maybe in 10, 12 years, there's going to be another player that comes along that is, you know, a phenom. But we've never seen anything like this where a, a, a player is going to command well over a half a billion dollars. And we talked about it. If the Toronto Blue Jays are still in the mix and maybe a dark horse, he signs in Toronto, this country would be going bananas. People uh, have been just saying the possibility of it is very low, you would think, only because you hear that he wants to stay on the West Coast, whether that be in San Fran, whether it be L.A., possibly Seattle. But uh, we will check in with Levi Weaver from The Athletic uh, right after this break at 7.20 to talk a little bit about uh, baseball, winter meetings, uh, where things are as far as the Blue Jays are moving forward and, you know, basically free agency. Mark Spector at 8 o'clock for On The Mark, uh, Booster Juice. Steve Coulias from Sirius XM NHL Radio and our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter at 8.20. Uh, so many things happened in the NFL yesterday and we touched on them again uh, last night's big win for Green Bay, San Fran blowing Philadelphia out of the water in Philly. So Howard Balzer from Sirius XM NFL Radio uh, will guest with us at 9 to break things down. And we'll also talk a little bit about, you know, the NFL Hall of Fame. And that's what one of Howard's shows is uh, that he does on uh, Sirius. So uh, we will have inner ear out. And then Reed Clark. We'll guest with us in studio at 1020. So Reed will uh, check in, uh, the former president of the Edmonton Stingers. So we'll touch on the Stingers, uh, where that team is, where it was with Reed and where it is going forward. But also uh, a program, an initiative that Reed is uh, spearheading and kind of got going several years ago, but it's called Fresh Nets. And what that is, is an initiative where you have basketball nets uh, being put on all the hoops in Edmonton because a lot of these things, you know, they, they wear out or sometimes they get stolen, unfortunately. Sometimes, you know, they just, they're just not, uh, they don't handle the weather. They don't handle what can happen, you know, from cold to hot and, you know, they just don't work. And so anyway, uh, this initiative, Fresh Nets, goes from, you know, playground to playground and, you know, school to school and make sure that everything is in order and the kids have, you know, basketball nets. So uh, a great initiative. So Reed, Reed Clark will uh, guess with us. We'll talk a little NBA. I'm sure, is that uh, the uh, in-season tournament still going on, Duke? <laughs> it is. And I think the group play starts tonight. Maybe oh, really? T- tonight or tomorrow, maybe. I just I've obviously been keeping very it. close yeah. tabs on. I mean, I don't know. You're, you're maybe you're in the same boat as me. Maybe you follow it a little more, but I just I can't. I couldn't get into it. I don't know. 
Base uh, basketball for me really doesn't start until Christmas, which is obviously creeping up pretty yeah. close, and that's the whole point of this uh, tournament is to get people invested ahead of that. But uh, yeah, Monday, December fourth, the uh, group play starts uh, with Celtics, Pacers, Pelicans, Kings tonight, and then tomorrow, Knicks, Bucks, Suns, Lakers. Semifinals December seventh, and the championship on December the ninth. So that's on Saturday already. Oh, I just up, I can't wrap wait. Up pretty it's quick. exciting. How oh, did yeah. the uh, Tropicana's make out last night? Uh, the Trops, another loss, oh. but a close one. 3-2 three, three, at the Drake last night. Ooh. Um, Normally they're higher scoring games, aren't they? Well, yeah, it is still beer league. But yeah, both uh, both goalies were, were cooking. And the, the Trops just couldn't quite buy one. We were fighting the puck a couple posts, crossbars, you name it. So we're, we're back at it for a Saturday morning game. You'll never make that game. Oh, yeah, I will. Uh, Not I, a chance. I, I, I'll go play that, maybe go for a little uh, spot of lunch and a few drinks with the boys after, and then jettison down uh, Is there number a Sunday two. morning game too? Or Sunday? Yeah. Night game? No, just, no, okay. just Saturday morning, and then uh, yeah, I'll jet down the two for um, Senior Outlaws game Saturday. It's Snowflake Saturday in Delburn, Alberta, coming up this weekend. I mean, the weekends just keep coming for the Duke. They it's never just, stop. It's just one family Christmas uh, back at Cumberland Community Hall this one, past weekend, and one endless extravaganza of excitement. <laughs> That's an apt description. Yes, sure. it is. Uh, when we come back, Levi Weaver from the Athletic uh, will join us. We'll talk a little bit. Major League Baseball and winter meetings. Stay with us. It's the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the Baseball Report, brought to you by Fountain Tire. Right now, during the Road Ready Sales event, you can save up to $225 on select tires and a bonus of $50 off any service until December 16th. Book your appointment at FountainTire.com. Some restrictions do apply as we welcome in Levi Weaver from The Athletic. Good morning, Levi. Welcome to Sports 1440. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing great up here. And I mean, it is a, a wild couple of days expected in Major League Baseball. And I think you safe to say it all surrounds one player in particular, and that is uh, Shohei Otani. Have you ever seen anything uh, like this going into winter meetings with uh, the possibilities of one player signing somewhere? Oh, man. Not since I've been doing it. No, <laughs> I mean, you know, every year there's somebody I mean, last year was Aaron judge but even that was not was not this um no it's it's part of what makes it um i guess probably really frustrating for for you know national reporters but also you know a ton of intrigue for fans is uh otani's camp being so secretive <laughs> and so insistent to like hey if you know if there are any leaks from your organization about our meeting, we're going to hold that against you. Um, that's wild, and it is uh, certainly uh, a unique thing to watch. I was going to say unfold, but that's not the word. It's, it's a unique thing to watch refuse to unfold mm-hmm. until we get some announcements soon. Levi Weaver from The Athletic, our guest on Sports 1440. So obviously up here, Levi, Blue Jay fans are just kind of going, is this even a possibility that he could come to Toronto? Do you think it is? You know, I wouldn't have said so, um, but it's it's more I hear. In fact, you know, not to spoil the newsletter that's coming out later today, but Ken's section today is on uh, some of the urgency that the that the Blue Jays are showing, and by all accounts, from you know the very small trickles and you know tiny rumors that we hear from time to time, yeah, it seems like the Blue Jays are at least serious about making a push for it. So um, that's going to be exciting for for a 
team that has played it fairly conservatively in free agency in recent years. Do you, do you think that Juan Soto out of San Diego is a, a possibility in Toronto? I mean, who knows, right? Like, if the Yankees are not willing to to meet the the asking price from the you know from the Padres, could the Blue Jays even do it? I don't know. Um, but usually, you don't hear these sort of you know you're not hearing that about the the Reds or the Pirates. So the fact that something is leaking out and saying that yeah they're definitely in and get it one of the stories we do have in the newsletter today is that, yeah they're they're definitely interested and you know mm-hmm. kicking the tires I suppose is the way you could put it but yeah I would say probably don't set your heart on getting both of them. But. <laughs> yeah, what would that cost? About about three billion Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I don't know what the conversion rate is right now, but yes, we are we're looking at uh, ten figures both of those guys yeah i mean if otani were to sign here it would probably work out to be almost a billion dollars canadian is what it would be but so uh maybe they have to the blue jays and we'll just stay with them for a second uh levi is that is there anyone else that they would have on their radar i mean obviously matt chapman you know is is a guy they could resign a lot of rumors that he will sign with the new york yankees but uh anyone else out there do you think is a fit for the blue jays team It's a good question. I feel like I haven't really dug in super deep mm-hmm. on the Blue Jays uh, in the last couple of days. Every team can use pitching, though. Um, the, the the problem is that there's not a ton of that on the on the market this year. So, um, and I think maybe that is also part of what's you know fueling this. Is it's not it's not like the Blue Jays have a ton of glaring needs, and so kind of maybe have the the roster flexibility to invest. Uh, in one of these big swings like Soto or Otani. And, you know, front offices are smart. It's not like they're putting all their eggs in that just one basket or, I guess in this case, two baskets. And, boy, if they don't get those two guys, then they panic and, you know, no, what are we going to do? I'm I'm sure there are second, third, and fourth-tier options uh, for the Blue Jays. Um, But it's got to be refreshing. You know, I covered the the Rangers for seven years, and a couple years ago they break out and they – invest in Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and then last year it's just Jacob DeGrom and it was you know Rangers fans were really energized by a team that had really not done much in free agency for years and years all of a sudden going all right it's time here we go you know for a Blue Jays team that has come up short in the last few years and has a little window here before Guerrero and Bachet hit free agency it's got to be refreshing to at least see them being mentioned uh, in these in these conversations. Levi Weaver from The Athletic covers Major League Baseball. Uh, and uh, it's a busy time with winter meetings going on. So, Levi, in the sense of the, the Rangers, and again, you're probably closer to that team than, than most others, but what was it like, I guess, to be have a kind of a front row seat for uh, the World Championship run and uh, where this team is? And in particular, you did mention J- Jacob deGrom. Is there a possibility that he's ready to go at the start of next year, or is it longer than that? No, it'll be longer than that with, yeah. with uh, the Tommy John surgery. It'll be, you know, late August, early September at the earliest. And, of course, with DeGrom's body, you just never know how it's going to respond to anything. So um, I'd say the Rangers are not counting on him being a, a major factor this year. But um, it was it was cool. I was uh, actually, we just got to Nashville last night, and I was talking to um, Trent Rosecrans, our, our Reds writer, and just kind of catching up, you know. It's yeah. like this is half of the fun of the winter meetings is catching up with friends and, 
I said, man, there was part of me that was worried that I was going to be a, you know, in a little bit of fan mode because that was the <laughs> team that I watched growing up, you know, growing up in Texas. And then there was part of me that was like, yeah, but I, what I also don't want to do is get too, you know, detached and like enjoy it. And it, it actually, I was able to find a good place, and it was it was really interesting to watch. Um, a team that nobody, you know, actually both of those teams, the Diamondbacks and the Rangers, nobody expected them to be the ones in their respective leagues to to make that run to the World Series. They were both big underdogs, and and um, yeah, it was it was cool to watch a plan um, kind of play out the mm-hmm. way that the team had hoped. You know, they signed a bunch of free agents even before their young core got to the place where they were ready to be big-time contributors and let that core establish sort of the clubhouse culture, and then they brought in Bruce Bochy, and boy, what a streaky team the Rangers were last year <laughs> to watch them hit a hot streak at exactly the right time and, and see that plan work out, and the young guys did contribute, you know, Josh Young and Evan Carter and all those guys. Um, it was it was fun to hear, you know, your front offices say all the time, well, the plan is, you know, we want to do sort of this, here's the vision that we're casting. To see it play out like that was, um, it was it was an interesting thing to be able to watch. And, and then, you know, of course, to get to be there and in person and, and yeah. do a little coverage of a World Series was was pretty fun as well. The, the Athletics' Levi Weaver is our guest on Sports 1440. W- would you say when uh, Josh Young and uh, Jonah Heim came off the DL and then when they brought up Evan Carter, that's kind of when it all came together for Texas? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'd like to say so, but then, of course, in that last week of the season, they lost the division, and, yeah. you know, it was, everybody was moaning, and, uh, no, here we go again, typical typical Rangers, they always do this to us. Uh, but, yeah, it was a big deal, and, and some of that second-half slide was, you know, not just Hyman and Young, but also Adolis Garcia was on the injured mm-hmm. list, so was Corey Seager, and... They had, they had a lot of injuries that kind of hit at the same time in the second half. So, yeah, to get everybody, um, I say everybody, you know, DeGrom wasn't, but yeah. to get most everybody healthy again was uh, certainly a big part of their resurgence. they got a real young up-and-comer in the minors, Wyatt Langford, uh, Texas does too. Is there room for him at the starters? you got to kind of wiggle his way in here moving forward. Well, right now the Rangers outfield, uh, you know, as it stands, probably consists of Adolis Garcia in right, Tavares in center, and uh, and Evan Carter in left field. Um, you know, if the Rangers are looking to acquire, if they sounds for all intents and purposes like they're out on Otani, and you know, if they need to acquire another starting pitcher with Jordan Montgomery leaving in the agency, if they can't be the ones to to meet his price, you know, do they pivot towards a Dylan Cease? If that's the case, maybe Leody Tavares is somebody that could be on the trading block if it looks like Langford's going to be big league ready early in the season. So um, I think, you know, as it stands right now, probably the plan would be to let Wyatt Langford get a little bit more time in the minor leagues mm-hmm. just to kind of get his feet under him. But yeah, I mean, he looked really good last year. Yeah, he's a good player Phenomenal for sure. numbers after he got the yeah, ball. So. Really good player. Uh, how do you think this week plays out with, you know, free agency and the winter meetings and things like that? And the one player that I wanted to touch on hasn't played in the majors yet, and that's uh, Yoshi Yamamoto. How do you see teams lining up for uh, the, the big pitcher from Japan shaping up here? Yeah. Um, I, I've said this kind of from the start, that usually when there's a big free agent at the top of the board, and, you know, sometimes it's two or three, whatever the number is, but when the biggest names in free agency are still unsigned. You're not going to see a 
ton probably of that second tier of guys because teams are not going to want to you know spend x amount of dollars on their second player and then find out oh man if only we had the budget left we could get the guy we really wanted so I think we're kind of all in limbo waiting on Otani. Um, Yamamoto is another one. If there's a team that you know, doesn't really, you know, their offense looks good. They don't really need another uh, bat, but they can super use a, uh, a starting pitcher. Maybe Yamamoto signs first, but my guess is that, the, you know, given that the mm-hmm. uh, that Otani has had the success he's had in the big leagues, that, um, you know, that's going to be the, the prime um the prime candidate, that's the guy that everybody wants. And so I think the rest of the of the market probably waits on him. And do you see teams, certain teams pushing early on to see how the dominoes fall, Levi? Or is it going to be a little more patient uh, to kind of see how, you know, players sign? And then you know how it always works. Someone will sign somewhere and then that another team goes, oh, we better get in the mix here or else we're going to be left out in the cold. How do you see things shaking down in that sense? Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of similar to what I what I said that yeah. you know whether it's we got to get in the mix or whether it's like all right, well that's the guy we wanted, but he's off the board now. Let's go ahead and give this price to this other guy. And um, you know, I I so far it's been pretty patient. You've seen a couple of guys, you know, Sonny Gray um, signed, and so that was uh, you know good for him. And 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 Aaron Nola apparently you know wanted to be back in in Philadelphia, so. Uh, you'll, I, I think you'll see other signs. We had a you know, big trade last night between the Mariners yeah. and the Braves with Jared Kelnick going to the Braves. Um, so there will be moves, but I think as far as like the top of the market moves, I, I think there will be a lot of patience until until those top, at least the top one and probably the top two get sorted. With Seattle, so Seattle, if this is a salary dump, I would assume again for Seattle, they, they did the same thing with uh, Gino Suarez uh, you know, last month as well. Are I mean, is that a sign that they're maybe trying to save some bucks for Otani, or is it just the fact that that's the direction of the organization? I think it's the former. I mean, when you look at a team that made the playoffs in 2022 for the first time in forever, I mean, they just barely missed the playoffs last year. And, you know, you look at their roster and where everybody is, you go, well, they just signed Julio Rodriguez to this long extension. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're trying to really make a, a run at contention for the next little while. What are they doing? They're just, you know, why are they getting rid of big league parts they need to be adding? It seems to me like this is just the, you know, the, the first step. And, and Suarez, I guess, also would be you know, maybe the, the first first step yeah. Of, of, yeah, clearing some salaries, whether that's, you know, Otani or whether that's one of the other uh, bats on the market. But it, it looks like they're trying to create some budget space and some roster flexibility so that they've got the, the room to add the mm-hmm. guys that they want. And, you know, on its face, the, the trade looks pretty one-sided. You know, yeah. Jackson Coar is a 27-year-old with an ERA of like nine <laughs> in 70-odd big league innings. And Cole Phillips is an interesting arm that hasn't even pitched in pro ball. Um, yeah. So what are you doing sending three big leaguers out for him? But it's not like any of those three guys were indispensable either. Kelnick never really lived mm-hmm. up to his to his. Uh, hasn't yet. I mean, well, he's only twenty four, but I hasn't lived up to his potential. And Marco Gonzalez had a down year last year, so it's guys they can afford to lose. But man, it is also big league depth that they're losing. So um, that'll be 
interesting to watch as a long-term storyline. Like, was this the right move for them? You know, and Kalnick, as you mentioned, he hasn't lived up to his expectations yet, but this guy's all-world talent, and you could just see him lighting it up in Atlanta once he tries to find his way and gets things going. Uh, Levi, I appreciate your time. Have you made it to Tootsie's yet in Nashville? No, man. I oh. lived here for seven years when I was doing music, <laughs> and I avoided Broadway <laughs> like the plague. But, but hey, I also avoided Opryland like the plague, and here we are. So There you um, are, yeah. No. Oh. No, too many bachelorette parties. I'm, I'm not. I'm too old for that scene. I'm, I'm good. Oh, that's too bad. Because, you know, we have a lot of NHL guys that come on, and we've had many guys uh-huh. from the Preds and things like that, and everyone seems to have a Tootsie Stories. I thought you might have one. Oh, I've, you know, you got them from years ago, but no, I, I, if, when friends would visit me here in town, I would take them to Broadway and be like, well, here's the nightmare. Let's go somewhere cool now. (laughs) It's a mess down there. Oh, appreciate your time. Uh, Thanks for doing this. Uh, And we'll look forward to your reporting at the winter meetings. Thanks, Levi. All right. Thanks. That's Levi Weaver from the athletic baseball winter meetings underway in Nashville, and that was the baseball report brought to you by Fountain Tire. You can head to fountaintire.com to check out their seasonal tire storage. And uh, just to be clear, we got a couple texts uh, coming in about Shohei Otani. One of them says, uh, quit dreaming. Uh, This is a good one, actually, from CB Radio Guy. Guys, I know it's great radio, but Otani is not signing with the Jays. He will stay out west, close travel to home for him and family, and it is direct. Yeah, I, we agree with you, CB, but it is out there, the fact that the Jays are kicking some tires on this guy, and there's an opportunity when that happens to you have to talk about it. And, and if the Jays are, I don't know, fourth on the list of teams for Shohei Otani, well, at least they're on the list. King of Fort Nasty. Good morning, KK and Duke. Hey, Kev, on Friday, I believe you mentioned Shohei is not pitching next season. Why is that? And I forgot to get to that, uh, the King. So anyway, he had elbow surgery at the end of uh, last year. So he's not pitching next year, but he will pitch in 2025. It was uh, a procedure on his right elbow, so it's not like... Uh, not like Tommy John surgery, but it was a, a torn collateral ligament in his elbow, a, a torn ulnar is what it is. So he also had an oblique injury as well, but everyone says that he will be ready to go pitching-wise in 2025. So uh, apparently the surgery went well, and he's ready to roll hitting for the start of 2024. When we come back, a new segment on Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carey Show as we... Reveal a new sponsor as well. Oh, it's just breathtaking, isn't it? Lorianne Munzer's in the building as well. 20 minutes early. Wow. Can you believe it? It's the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Yes, it's the 740 break, which means Brian Adams and the Duke goes back to one of his all-time favorites, summer of 69. I think probably if they changed the words to it, Duke, for you, it would be the summer of 09. That'd be about appropriate. I was pretty young in 09. Summer of 09, I would have been heading into my grade <laughs> nine years. So in a way, I guess, you know, starting high school, I know it's not really the case in Canada, but in uh, American uh, breakdowns, grade nine is when you start high mm-hmm. school. So, yeah, you know, a very um, eye-opening time for a young man in his life. <laughs> Going through so many changes physically. Oh, I couldn't imagine. Mentally. Yes. Emotionally. Mostly emotionally. <laughs> I couldn't imagine 
Um, really excited to welcome in a new sponsor to the Kevin Carey Show, and it's St. Albert Dodge. And hopefully we have a great, long relationship with uh, everybody there at St. Albert jo- uh, Dodge. It's going to be called the Game of the Day, brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. And the neat thing about this idea moving forward is that we're going to be able to talk about any game in any sport in any level and if you want a game to be previewed or to be talked about um, send us a a text or probably send us an email kevin at sports1440.ca or uh, brandon at sports1440.ca so the neat aspect of the game of the day by st albert dodge is that again we can do anything from you know minor hockey all the way up to college hockey, to university sports, to professional hockey, uh, to any league, and then to any sport. So, you know, football season's over, but, you know, if we want to do, say, the Friday night football game of the week or whatever it is, so it will be the game of the day by St. Albert Dodge. I was down, uh, well, up in St. Albert at St. Albert Dodge last week and saw the facility. Absolutely phenomenal. They moved to the north side of St. Albert now after many years on the south side. The building is spotless. It's just amazing. Obviously, a great selection. And the, the staff, I met Brad McCrory, the GM, met Alan Wack, the um, uh, dealer and principal, had great conversations with them and uh, lo- looking forward to a great relationship uh, with St. Albert Dodge moving forward on the Kevin Carey show on sports 1440. So today's game of the day. And again, we're going to, this is just one instance where we're going to do the NHL and because the Oilers have been off and, and things like that, we're going to do the Winnipeg Carolina game of the day for St. Albert Dodge. And of course, Carolina is here on Wednesday. So the Duke and I will just kind of chit chat about uh, this game for today, just because it's sort of, we're, we're sort of kind of feeling our way in here as well. So this is the first of six games uh, out West for the Carolina Hurricanes. Very difficult road trip. Any time that you are on the road for almost two weeks, that is a killer. So they start things off tonight in Winnipeg. Carolina is here on Wednesday. So that's a long trip right before Christmas. And, uh, you know, thankfully for Carolina, they're getting the Oilers kind of two games in. End of a trip can be an absolute nightmare because you've been on the road for so long, you're getting worn down, the travel is getting to you. So this is a situation for on Wednesday that the Oilers will have kind of a fresher Carolina team. But they kick things off with our St. Albert Dodge game of the day tonight in Winnipeg. Uh, Carolina comes in with a record of 14-8-1. They are second in the uh, Metro Division and uh, they beat the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday by a score of 6-2. to two. Jets, you saw what the Jets uh, are made of. We saw the Oilers go into Winnipeg on uh, Thursday last week, win 3-1, trailed for most of the game until Darnell Nurse scored the goal uh, to tie it on Connor Hellebeck, that longer shot, just a wrister that eluded him, maybe ticked off Dylan DeMello a little bit, and then Leon Dreisaitl scored a great power play goal with his patented one-timer short side on Hellebuck to make it 2-1, and then an empty netter for Ryan McLeod to get his first goal of the season, get off the schneid. Uh, so the Oilers uh, won that one 3-1, but the Jets rebounded and beat uh, Chicago on Saturday by a score of uh, three to one. One aspect for the Carolina Hurricanes going into this game is Brent Burns. So he's had just a wonderful career, and Burns is one of those guys that is. He's a character in the game. If you look at all the stories that have been done over the years about you know on his ranch. He's, they're just phenomenal stories, what he likes to do away from the game. 
Obviously, you see the big beard. You see the toothless grin. He's had a, a wonderful start to his career in Minnesota. Wasn't sure exactly where he fit. So they had him moving up and down in the lineup. They played forward. But ends, ends up uh, the trade to San Jose, and it was a good trade for the Sharks. No denying that. He stabilized the Sharks' blue line for years, and Burns was uh, phenomenal there and then ends up out in Carolina. Well, he had a pair of assists on Saturday. That gave him 600 in his career. So when you look at a defenseman for 600 assists, he's only the 17th defenseman in NHL history to reach that milestone. Leads all active NHL defensemen in that uh, category ahead of a former teammate, Eric Carlson, who will probably pass Burns uh, this year just because of, uh, you know, a better power play maybe in Pittsburgh, maybe a few more talented players, but maybe not. Maybe Burns holds him off. Uh, we'll see what happens in that sense. Uh, Seth Jarvis is from Winnipeg. He will return to his hometown, and uh, he had a big game uh, in four games against the Jets. He's played well against Winnipeg with a goal and three helpers. Jets come into this one looking, you know, they're just one of those teams right now that you look at and they go, I like exactly what they're made of. They have that solid third line. We saw it against uh, the Oilers, led by Adam Lowry, who had a big check on Connor McDavid. But Lowry pushes the pace on that team. He's the leader. He is one of those types of players that can go and um, he has the ability to adapt and be a checker, but he can also push the pace of play offensively. Duke, what do you make of this game tonight? Are you excited about the uh, St. Albert Dodge game of the day? The Winnipeg Jets home to the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. I, I'm very intrigued by it. The, the Hurricanes, I think, continue to be that team that kind of lives on the on the perimeter of people's minds as a legitimate contender in the league. Like you said, they're second in the division, well behind the Rangers for the top spot. But it, it, I know Gregor talks this, about this a ton, but it's like the Hurricanes just seem to be that one legitimate superstar away from being a team that kind of like puts them over the top and um G- greg's always talked about patrick kane making sense there that option mm-hmm. is now expired so it kind of seems like they're just going to roll with the crew they have and their, their defense core on paper has to rival anybody's in the league right i mean you've got dimitri orlov playing on your third pair on yeah. most nights this is a guy that was the most sought after free agent in the defensive class um this past summer um jacob slavin uh continue to be uh undervalued i think like um the the most underrated player probably across the league he, he is so good defensively we we saw the jets they can kind of struggle to get offense going a little bit we saw that against the oilers um mm-hmm. at the end of last week so th- this game in terms of tonight's slate probably has uh my eyes the most of all of them the, the penguins flyers always an intense matchup and with the flyers being as surprisingly good as they have been this year might give it a little more juice but i think this one probably takes the cake um the the goaltending situation in Carolina can the the tandem of Kachekov and Ranta continue to hold the fort mm-hmm. with Anderson out for the foreseeable future. Um, I'm excited about it, and I got a couple of fantasy implications in this one uh, as well. Oh. Guys, guys like uh, Marty Natchez, uh, Brent Burns, if he can kind of keep he get a pretty slow start to the season, see if he can get things going on a little bit more consistent basis. Um, and over on the Jets side of thing, I mean Connor Hellebuck, he's one of the best goalies in the league, if not maybe the best. Um, 
uh, outside of just this small sample size of the season so far, yeah. uh, where Thatcher Demko probably takes the cake. But um, the, every, the, I don't think there's anything not to like about this game tonight. I think you picked a good one for the first ever game of the day. For St. Albert Dodge. Uh, also, Jordan Martinuk. Do you call him the friend of the show? Is that what Friend call- of the program. Friend of the program. Friend, friend of, of the, the program. program. He came on about a month and a little bit ago. With uh, David Schlemko. Yeah. yeah, they're buddies. Him and Schlemko are buddies. So he's still trying to get off the Schneid. Maybe Schlemko put the curse on him. The Schlemmer, Schlepprock curse. Schlemdog millionaire. Schlemdog millionaire. Still one of the best nicknames that didn't catch for uh, David Schlemko. Yeah, I can't, well, I, th- I think he said it did catch, but it was just only <laughs> only with that group of teammates or whatever. It didn't, uh, it didn't follow him around yeah. like uh, so many other ones do. So that is the St. Albert Dodge game of the day. If you have an idea for us, weekly daily we're going to do it every day obviously but send us some something maybe you know there's a great you know under 18 game or maybe there's a great ajhl game that you want to see or again once football season starts send us a, uh, an email uh, kevin at sports14.ca or brandon at sports1440.ca and that will be our our st albert dodge uh, game of the day moving forward but uh, excited to have a uh, st albert dodge on board here on the kevin carey show on sports uh, 1440. When we come back, our co-host from uh, 8 to 10, Lorianne Munzer, plus Mark Spector will uh, check in for Booster Juice and on the mark. Uh, before that, time now for uh, Sports 1440 Update, brought to you by First Round. Wear an NFL jersey tonight to the downtown location and get 50% off wings. Here is the Duke.